I'm gonna set it. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna make that motherfucking super dope. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Make sure my time machine is timing. We got it. Got Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. On this episode, we are going back. We are going back to 1988, the greatest year in hip hop. Uh, And we're going to talk about one of the most incredible albums from that year. Uh, It takes a nation of millions to hold us back from public enemy. Uh, and as you can see from the title, I'm not doing this episode alone. Uh, once again, back in the building. Uh, I mean, the, the man needs no, needs no introduction. My man, Eclectic is back in the building. E, what up, baby? What's up, man? I appreciate you having me here. Um, it's, it's nice to be in the studio. And um, uh, how, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. How about you? What's up with you? Um, well, we... <laughs> We had a disaster here at Eclectic <laughs> Studios, but, but we're going to talk about that at a later date. Um, um, I'm, I'm feeling good. I got, um, um, I'm ready to talk this, this, uh, this album I have on my Black Wranglers, um, and <laughs> <laughs> my Pittsburgh Pirate hat. So there you go. Uh, let's get it popping. Hey, you know what's, what's, what's funny, man? I, I thought about this. This album is probably one of the few albums that you and I have never talked about on a podcast. At least as far as I can remember, because I don't think we talked about it on the 12 radio show when I had 12 radio show back in 2010. I don't think we've talked about it on your podcast. I know we've talked about public enemy as a group, but we've never, and I, in fact, as big a fan as I am of public enemy, I've never talked about or done an album review of any of their albums on this episode. So this is, you know, it's, it's rare for us to have first because we've done so many episodes together. But um, yeah, man, this is the first. I, I, I thought about this probably about an hour ago. I was like, I don't think many of you have ever talked about this. So yeah, we're taking it back, man. June 28th, 1988, as I mentioned, man, in my opinion, my humble opinion, 1988, the greatest year in hip-hop, man. We're talking about It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, uh, the sophomore album from Public Enemy. Um, so let's start there, E. I mean, we know 1988 was an incredible year. As I was saying, I mean, this is Public Enemy's sophomore album. There is no sophomore jinx. Um, as I mentioned, 1988, the greatest year in hip-hop. So we're coming on the heels of Yo Bum Rush the Show. Um, so E, I want to go before we start talking about this album. I want to go back. What are your memories of first Yo Bum Rush the Show, and then maybe if you and I know you were younger in 1988, what you thought it takes a nation of millions would sound like, and then ultimately what you heard. That's a lot. Now, I know, I know, I know. Now, here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. And, and and like you said, this is one album we haven't really discussed, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, right? <laughs> now, now, listen, everyone. Um, first, all right, let me answer your questions this way. I am the only person that you know that you're gonna you're gonna have on your show that you've you've been introduced to and 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 all of that. Who enjoys Yo Bum Rush the show over It Takes a Nation of Millions? This is true. Because <clears throat> I Yo, don't know how that's possible. <laughs> Yo Bum Rush the show is my favorite Public Enemy album. It is um, higher up in my list of albums than Nation of Millions. I understand. Nations of Means is great, and, and everyone props it up as being the most influential hip hop album. Even though it's not, 
this is what I'll tell you guys. Fight the Power is an influential song, mm-hmm. but Nations of Millions is a super dope album, but that album didn't necessarily influence people to do anything. Now, okay, okay. Um, Rebel Without a Pause. I would argue that Rebel Without a Pause, Black Steel Now were Chaos, and Don't Believe the Hype influenced groups to do some songs or influence production more so than it was uh, everybody when they got their koofies. <laughs> you know, fight the power. Did. Anyway, um, so um, Yo Bum Rush Show came out. I love Yo Bum Rush Show. Mm-hmm. Yo Bum Rush Show has my second, third, it's either second, I think it's my second favorite hip-hop song. That was my third favorite hip-hop song of all time. Gotta be third. <clears throat> okay. My Uzi Ways of Time is my third favorite hip-hop Uzi song Ways ever, ever mm-hmm. created. So, I love the album. Um, they were they were crazy with it. And when you ask, what did I expect on Nation of Millions, I expected more of Yo Bum Rush the Show. Okay. But Nations of Millions does not sound like your bum rush show. At all. And and I'm going to tell you, when it dropped, I was a little disappointed. Really? I listened to the album. I was like, nah, I was like, nah this is dope. But, nah. <laughs> Throw it down your throat like Barkley. Where is my 98 Oldsmobile? Where is that? That was like super. See, that's the Yo Bones the Show was public enemy, but it was hip hop public enemy. It was mm-hmm. hip hop block party, still streets a little bit public enemy, still talking some shit public enemy. And Nations of Millions was Nations of Millions was public enemy after they heard by by all means necessary. <laughs> It was like, oh, that's yeah. fair. That's yeah. fair. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk about some more shit. And um, but um, overall, obviously, it's a good album. I think that um, Nations has more filler than Yo Bones the Show, but it's mm-hmm. longer anyway. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, it, 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 um, and it's funny, man, because I like, I remember just thinking, like, kind of like you, like I was thinking that it was going to be an extension. And if you listen to, you know, the first album, Yo Bum Rush the Show, and then you listen to It Takes a Nation of Millions, if you're a Public Enemy fan, like I was at that particular time, like both albums are, they're polar opposites, but still dope nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we, the thing that I remember was <clears throat> me and my boys were just really, really, really excited to hit this album. Like, you know, and just for you guys listening, you know, in 1988, there is no such thing as a rollout. Like you might get a you you might get a couple of songs or whatever like that before the album comes out, but there's no rollout. There's no I mean, so you 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 just know that, hey, the album is out. There's actually nobody on radio telling you that the album is out. You just go to the record store and you happen to see that it's there. You know what I'm saying? And so um for most of us who enjoyed Yo Bum Rush's show. And, and it's, it's funny because I chuckle when E said that he enjoys it more than, <clears throat> you know, the first album. Well, he enjoys the first album more than he does this album. Um, I think that was a very, um, that was a sentiment initially from a few Public Enemy fans. Um, and I think that's fair, particularly if you understand how and which and where Public Enemy stood at that particular time. Um, but this album was phenomenal. I, in my personal opinion, it's one of the best albums to come out in 1988. Is is one of the seminal albums in hip-hop history. Uh, again, released June 28, 1988. Um, Runtime of 57, almost, let's just say 58 minutes. Um, of course, you got Chuck D. <laughs> right, right. Of course, you got Chuck D, Flavor Flav. Uh, the S1Ws, Terminator X, the DJ. Um, so this album is crazy. So let's 
let's Hold get on. right into and that's it. A, and that's another thing. Before we get into it, that's another mm-hmm. thing. Your bum versus show had 50% more Flav than Nations yeah. of Millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flav was rhyming on Yo Bone Rush's show, and he, he became really the hype man on Nations of Millions. He, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah so, he was... You know, um, and I wonder if was he talking was talking more. Everybody, it was a group. It was it was a for real group on Yo Bone Rush's show. And then when you got to Nations of Millions, it was basically the roots of Black Dog with a little bit of with a little bit of flav. You stupid. Um <clears throat> no, I I think you know, yeah, Flav Flav was rapping less on this album, but I think his style, his flavor, if you will, was still on point and it was, you know, a very seminal piece of what public enemy presents. Um, as I mentioned, June 28th, 1988, uh, this album was critically acclaimed. Um, and for the record, um, until I actually looked it up, like, I don't know how many albums this record sold, you know, because honestly, in 1980, we didn't care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody cares about it. I mean, you just, you wanted a dope album. I still don't what, care. No, yeah, I still don't care. I mean, if it's old platinum, okay, cool, but whatever. Um, before we even get in, into breaking down the tracks, what did you think about the production on this album? Because this, the production of this album is something I think sonically that you can examine for future generations. What did you think about the production of this album by the bomb, the legendary bomb squad? Well, I think that that is the one thing that did continue. Mm-hmm. From Yo Bomber's show, because that the the beats and the the sounds that you heard from you know them period incredible like and this is this is this is the best way I can put it mm-hmm. in eighty six eighty seven eighty eight this is when you still had your radio out. And you still bumping stuff on the block, um, you know. And then the people who who maybe did some hand to hand sales had some uh, vehicles with loud systems. <laughs> um, but course, I can. T- the, so the best thing that I can tell you about the production is they're one of the. It's about maybe three acts, maybe three or four acts around that time. When someone was down the block, you knew who it was. <laughs> Facts. You knew when you heard some wing, wing. <laughs> oh, that's that's public enemy. They, right. They playing. They playing public enemy. You can you can hear them from from blocks and blocks and blocks. Mm-hmm. So, um, and 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 that continued on from Yo Bum Rush's show. And ironically. I think, except for maybe a little bit of the album after that, it went away. It did. <clears throat> it did. I, I and I don't even really know why, but it did. You you didn't really you got it on the first three albums, um, from Public Enemy, Yo Bumbers to Show, It Takes the Nation of Millions, and the third album was um Fear of a Black Planet. Mm-hmm. The fourth album was Apocalypse Now. I mean, Apocalypse 91 or something like that. I uh, kind of slipped a little bit, you know. Um, but that that first three album run, starting off with Yo Bummers to show, and then obviously this album. It's tough, man. It, it's tough. You, you'd be hard-pressed to find another group or hip-hop act, particularly at that particular time, to have had a better three album run, um, and if if and no bullshit, mm-hmm. if if you if you want to really give them they just desserts, they just propers, mm-hmm. they even had a better three album run. They had Yo Bum Rush the show, mm-hmm. takes the nations of means to hold us back, mm-hmm. and the great adventures of Slick Rick. <laughs> The Bomb Squad did that whole album. Yeah. A lot of it, people don't know that because it didn't sound like a public enemy album. Exactly. And it came out the same year. 
and then they did they lend their talents to Ice Cube on America Cuz. And may, you know what, E, maybe you, you, you're touching on something that I hadn't really thought about until just now. Maybe that's why. Maybe the Bomb Squad, you know, kind of moving around. It's like, yeah, we doing songs for Son of Berserk. Well, fuck that. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you just never know. Um, so, yeah, the production is crazy. Um, so let's get into the tracks, man. This is a long album technically by hip-hop standards at that particular time but a dope album nonetheless it starts off with an interlude um which is a live version Uh, it's called countdown to armageddon um and that is a minute and 40 seconds and it's a i think it's a good template to set off the album um then they get into track two before you get the track two okay go ahead um Everyone that's listening to this, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that you're listening to it because you want to reminisce and think back. Of course, the, of course. The, the good, but maybe some of you are just now, wow, hearing about this album, <laughs> and, may, and maybe you were doing your due diligence and saying, you know what, everyone says it's dope. Let me find out all the information I can about it, and so you seek out the Twelve Cow Podcast. Salutes to you. Um, the um the first the first track the little intro countdown to armageddon mm-hmm. was the working title of the album that was it was going to be called countdown to armageddon and not it takes a nation of millions to hold us back so wow i thought that maybe people didn't know that maybe they should know that i was today years old when i found that out <laughs> wow i didn't know that so i wonder what made them change it I, I think they had a vote and that one won but okay, the, okay. the early the early in the beginning it was going to be count be called uh countdown armageddon which is a dope ass name for yeah, an album hell yeah. hell yeah um then we get into track two uh bring the noise uh what, what did you think about bring the noise this listen is there's, there's a few songs that they could have used to properly kick off this album and Mm -hmm. but just the beginning of the malcolm x the too black too strong and then just flay (laughs) flay listen man flay didn't want the honey drippers fronting on him man and so (laughs) and and you gotta give you gotta give chuck his props look Mm -hmm. if if people don't respect Chuck's lyrical ability. That's fine. I guess you people are you you're missing out. Slipping. But but he will always kill it with the first line. Mm-hmm. So bass, how low can you listen? That is iconic. And he always he can he always does it. Yes, the rhythm, the rebel. The first line, Chuck D is on the master of the first line. Yes. And and so, and also, as we get into this, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't make this statement, which most people don't know, but if you don't know, I'm going to tell you now. Okay. It is almost physically impossible to rhyme a Public Enemy song without the Chuck D voice. Yeah, you can't do it. It's it's almost physically <laughs> impossible. Like you, you could just be like, nah, he says uh, radio. So, no, nah, it's radio. I could never play me. All yeah. the mix, they just Let's, okay me. Yeah, if you don't say it that way, is is it's like man, shut up. So. Yeah, it's because Chuck D has one of the, and I think we talked about this. I think we talked about this on a um, on a fantasy draft on your your podcast. He has one of the most iconic voices in music, not just hip hop. And I think what's always interesting is, to your point, Chuck D's never mentioned when you know when we when people talk about over oh, who's your top five, top ten lyricists. He's never mentioned, you know. And but when you go back and listen to what he was talking about, his vocal tones, his inflection, um, you know, he should be mentioned because. He delivers, like you said, his lines and his bars so eloquently. And I mean, like, he doesn't waste any time. 
and he's very easily to even if you didn't listen to rap, you could listen to Chuck D and be like, okay, I, I follow where he's going. Um, so no, you're you're right on that. His his his, his first lines are incredible. And you um, know, he he might have been. And mm-hmm. listen, I'm I'm I can't I can't give this to him, but he might have been. He definitely was at least one of the first people to ever give us in hip hop the police's five oh. Yeah. Cause remember yeah. this this, this You're this right. Five O said freeze and I got numb. Man, I and got numb. and the, the dope thing about slang back then and all of those things is we were smart enough to listen and take it in context. So like what well, we don't know what five O is, but who else would have said freeze? <laughs> Exactly. And made him get numb. Exactly. Like, oh, that's the all right. Five O's police. We got it. No mm-hmm. one had to tell nope. us what it was. He just said that five O's said freeze. Can I tell him that I really never had a gun? Oh my god. And and it and it makes sense. You know, it's like it's not like and I'm not even gonna dump on you know this generation, but I mean like you know a lot of times we hear people make up stuff and it's like okay, well what what does that mean? Like like the slang. Sometimes the slang don't make sense. Right. This was stuff that made actual sense. Well, because see, the thing is, if if you were a nerd like me, mm-hmm. back then you listened to it, and you're like, five, four, set, freeze. And I got in like, guy was this cop? Why is that the cop? And then I'm chilling, and I'm like, I got it. Hawaii 5 mm-hmm. Come on, man. Look, what are we doing? Exactly, exactly. Uh, then the next track... The phenomenal, the incredible, <clears throat> don't believe the hype, uh, with a special appearance by the media assassin Harry Allen. Um, what you got on this one, man? I love this joint. Well, first, <laughs> we after this came out, we we immediately immediately made the song Don't Forget the White Yo Ass. <laughs> We were idiots. Why did I knew you was gonna say that? <laughs> we were idiots. Um, but clowns. This um this joint, this joint was so dope because again, Chuck D back. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're looking for the same thing. <laughs> just the first lines. It's just it's, it's crazy. crazy, right? Um, but one of the my, my one of my favorite things was he was like I got flavor and all those things. He's like, yeah, boy, part two bum rush the show. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we here. Oh man, no man, some perpetrating drink Clorox. Yeah, drinking Clorox in 1980 was not the move. No, I mean it's not the move in 2023 either. But um, yeah, man, it's crazy because it's like hearing that I don't know man it just it it makes me realize like and we're talking about this album turning 35 it does and I know I say this all the time it doesn't feel like it's a 35 year old album it just doesn't I mean from from start to finish this album still feels and and I will admit this is an album that I still keep in my rotation that I listen to at least a couple of times a month um now I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Track four, I had no idea that my friend over here, uh <laughs> I, I think we were talking about something. Listen. And this dude really told me like this is his favorite track on the album. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're eclectic. You're Mr. Hip Hop. You're Mr. Lyricism. How is it that if I deem this the best album in 1988, how is it that you think an out a song that doesn't feature Chuck D? I guarantee you, no more music by the suckers. <laughs> so talk to me about Cold Lamp and with Flavor Man. Man, listen. So here's the thing. As I was discussing earlier, mm-hmm. 
Yo Von Rush's show had a lot of Flav on it. Mm-hmm. And Flav was so different than anybody in hip hop before, after, since, period. Um, and so when you get to this, this, uh, this album, and he get a solo song. <laughs> I was just as hype as he was. He was like, yo, Flavor come with solo. Your boy got a solo. I'm like, wait a minute. He got a solo? And so, so one, it has the the, the, the Bomb Squad mm-hmm. track. And Flav, you got to understand. So I don't think um, we only had like a little bit of biz. Mm-hmm. We had a little bit of biz, Mark. We didn't have a lot of the mainstream also dope funny shit. We had funny shit, but it's like that's not dope. They just Right, right, just clown it. Yeah. But <laughs> he has some stuff <laughs> on this song. I'm gonna tell you, he got me he sold me on the first verse. He said he said it was going to the Poconos. They call it the hideaways, a pack of Franks and a big bag of Frito Lays. Big bag of Frito Lays. <laughs> no one's ever called them Frito Lays. <laughs> a pack of Franks. Ever. Man, I, I'm ever dying when I hear this song. I'm like, this is so dope. I mean, it's it, it's Flav. And it's a hundred percent Flav. He gave us the classic flavor, Flav, and I mean, I. Um, he did. He did a lot of firsts. That was the first time anyone said sarsaparilla on a rap. <laughs> I mean, you're eating dirt because you like getting dirt from the graveyard. You put graveyard, graveyard in. It. Then you pick your teeth with tombstone chips, casket cover clips, dead woman hips. You do the bump with. Hey, listen. I know. I knew that whole song. He will rap this whole song. <laughs> We got Magnum Brown, Shushki Paluski, <laughs> Supercatcher Frederick Esbielisuski. You can put that in your Don't Know What You Said book. Took, look, yuck, took, look. Listen, this song makes no sense. Absolutely not. But it he's makes lamping. no sense. He's lamping. But it is a dope ass song. Flavor, flavor, the flavor of all flavors. Onion <laughs> and garlic, french fried french potatoes. Fried potatoes. <laughs> I love this song. Man, listen. This song, I mean, like, the first, I remember the first time I heard it. I just sat there like, okay. And then, like, after I kept hearing, you know, playing it more and more on the tape, because I had the tape. I didn't have the CD. Because um, I don't even think CDs were out back then. And if they were, I couldn't afford them. Um, but it was it was so dope, man. It was vintage flavor. You know what I'm saying? Um and that was so funny to me, you know, like I said, years later, talking to this guy, we were just, I, I can't remember where we where we were or what we were talking about. He was like, oh yeah, that's my favorite song on the album. I love this song. And I was like, how? Like, it, and it's not, and when I say it, how, it wasn't as if I hate the song, because I love, this is one of my, this is my favorite album of 88. So. I don't think it's the best song. It is no, it's my not the best favorite song, song. But it's your favorite song. Okay. It's my favorite song. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, then we get to track five, Terminator X to the edge of panic. What you got on this joint? Honestly, I think I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say this is a filler song. Skip. Really? Skip. I don't skip this one. Nah, I'm all right. I'm, I love see, this. This, this I'm is like, no, why, I still love, I love it. I'm sorry, I like it. Why, oh, now you love everything, but this is why <laughs> I put Yo Bum Rush to show ahead because it's it's there's there's tracks as dope as this album is. Uh-huh. There's tracks that I'm like, all right, man. And, and this is the first one. That happened. but it's, it's so many on this album though. I don't think so. We're gonna get to them. Yeah, we'll get to them. Okay. All right. Um, so that's one for me. So track six, Mind Terrors. It's more of an interlude. Um, Skip. 
Listen, it's a minute and 21 seconds. I don't need it. Well, see, here's the thing, E. In 88, yes. your ass couldn't skip shit. Well, I know. Exactly. Yeah. That's I my know. That's when I went to go. I went and got some more Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here we get to see where to go get more Kool-Aid. Yeah, where they got Kool-Aid. This dude right here, boy, I tell you. Um, then we get to track seven. Louder than a bomb. I love this. Wait a minute. Was this the joint where he said, who gives a fuck about a goddamn Grammy? No. What, or was that Terminator on the Edge of Panic? I can't remember which song it's on, but I love that line. Who gives a fuck about a goddamn Grammy? And we've been saying this since 1988. <laughs> and, y'all, and y'all still worried about why Beyonce can't get a Grammy. Mm. Who gives a fuck about a goddamn Grammy? Um... Anyway, mind terrorists, man. What, what you got on that one? It was just okay. You ain't like it? Was, it? No. I'm sorry, not the mind terrorists. I'm sorry, louder than a bomb. Louder than, louder a, than bomb. a bomb. I mean, it was good. You know, this seems wild. Wait before you treat me like a stepchild. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why they got me on fire. Wow. It's 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 That's it's Chuck. okay. I know when it was this album and songs like this mm-hmm. are victims. Of how dope bring the noise and don't believe the hype is. Okay. So it's like when you have, when you have four out of five, four point <clears throat> five out of five, and then you drop a two and a half, it's like, all right, man, I, I guess. Yeah, this, <laughs> like, this what may, am I supposed to do with this? This may be one have to that you have to go back and rescore. Um, <clears throat> then we get to track eight. Caught? Can I get? Can we get a witness? Um, I want to say this is the first time we hear Professor Griff. Am I correct? Mm, on this album, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, what'd you think about this one? Right. I, like, I like that joint. I mean, I like Flay's part. You can't copyright no beats, man. <laughs> and that was interesting because at that particular time, but you really can. <laughs> well yeah you can um, but at that particular time that's when rap or hip hop started getting into um, the discussion of whether or not it was it was more of a sampling issue mm-hmm. um, and we saw later you know with uh, Biz Marquis um, that sampling became um, something where you know, people were like, "No, hell no! If you if you take my music, you got to pay me for it." Because you know, the earlier records, man, they just you know they snatched a James Brown beat and put it on there and rap over it and, and wouldn't think twice about it. Nobody knew about publishing and all kind of shit like that. So, no. also, I mean, that is true. But also, the the bigger issue was the the populace, the masses, the people that they were sampling from didn't give a shit about hip hop and thought it was just a fad anyway, so they didn't right. care. They're like, whatever, let them, <laughs> let them do that. All right, cool, whatever. And then once once it started blowing up and they was making going on tours and making me like, wait, what? Nah, that's 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 my money too. That's right. I want right. some of that. And 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 so that um then then the move was to hide the sample. Mm-hmm. And chop it up and disguise it so much. This this is why a lot of DJs had uh, blank labels on the album so people couldn't steal their cuts. And then when you start sampling, like you you don't you don't know what this is. Exactly. And, and um and then um Biz Markey's, uh I need a haircut came yep. out and he didn't he didn't clear shit. <laughs> and, and listen, and don't put it on him. It wasn't him. No, it, it wasn't all his. It fault. was the people that produced. He didn't produce those tracks, right? And so, but um, but yeah, that's um, and that that's just crazy. That's why um, the sample. <coughs> sorry, you called, called some them boys, but <laughs> this dude. the um, the 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 sampling thing. That's why um, Tribe Called Quest gets no money from um, Can I Kick It. Yo, I found I I heard that um probably about a month or so ago. Wait a minute, you just, I didn't know that. 
you don't be paying attention to shit. For real. <laughs> but yeah. I did not know. Yeah. So because walk on the wild side. Yep. And they were they were like, look, you can redo the song or give me this money for the name. Like, all right, shit, you can have that one. They didn't know that that was going to be their signature song. Exactly. And I'm sure that song made a bunch of money. And then for them not to get a dime from it, that's crazy. But I mean, you know, you're learning. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop is, at this particular time, you can kind of say it's still in its infancy, if you will. It's, it's a toddler, yeah. basically. I mean, because, yeah, you're talking about sampling. You, you look at uh, Rapper's Delight, it's just an instrumental of a song that's already out. Yep. And so. they rap for 18 minutes on that damn song. Yeah. <laughs> So then we get to track uh, nine, well, which would be the um, B side, if you will, uh, and that would be uh, "Show 'Em What You Got," uh, which was kind of like what well, interlude. PE had a few interludes on this song. Let me on this side. Then we get to tr- the next track. She watched Channel Zero. She watched. She watched. She watched. She watch, blind, she watch, baby. You blind from the fact. <laughs> Who you are because you're watching, you're watching that, that garbage. garbage. What'd you think about this one? This is my shit because listen, when they let Flav, when they let Flav be Flav, it makes the songs better. Yo, <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't be coming in here stagnating, stagnating like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, we're getting ready to watch the Super Bowl and we got a black quarterback. Step back. So st- Step back. <laughs> Oh, yeah, vintage flame, man. Vintage Tyson fired on. <laughs> yeah, and that, you know, it, it's funny, man, because like now we can equate watching Channel Zero to reality TV. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you, you was talking about that. It was, it was talking about you know to watch your soap operas, which is the same, same yeah. thing, same thing. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, to me, Channel Zero is. I mean, as someone who does not watch. Um, reality TV, yeah, it's Channel Zero all day. I love this song. Um, Trouble vision for a sister because I know she don't know. I quote, her brain's been trained by a 24 inch inch remote, remote. yes, sir. Um, then the next track, Night of the Living Bases. I know you didn't skip this track, no, and again. (laughs) So here now here's the thing I will say this. Okay. One. It has the chug it has the chug date. Here it is. Bam. Bam. You say, <laughs> look, the first God line. <laughs> this is a dope jam. This is a dope jam. And then, but let's define the term called dope. And you think it mean funky now? Nope. <laughs> but um, so that's already dope. And and I love the the track is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about it is is dope. Here is the only thing that oh, listen, they played that video. <laughs> Come on, man! Every. You 15 minutes. Come on, man. Come and on. And with, with Chris Thomas in it, and this is what was it? Mary, this is Mary. <laughs> and this is the pot. <laughs> this is drugs. Yeah. And so, and so, and so it was just, I just got tired of seeing the come video. Come on, hey, come and on. And hearing the song, the, the video, and the, it, it, it made the song like, all right, man. It turned it into, um, uh, it turned it into, uh, parents just don't understand. Uh, like when it dropped, that song was crazy. And then it was like, oh, now it's on in Sears. I'm, I'm tired. Right, right, right. I'm tired of the song. But other than that, super dope song. Um, Quasi iconic video, even if it had MC Light in it. Um, How dare you? I'm just saying, no, it's pretty good. Listen, I man, I think the video, on their faces. I think the video enhanced it. I mean, you had 
Chuck D, African Bambada outside of the Audubon uh, Audubon Ballroom where Malcolm X was ex- ex- uh, assassinated. Um, you had MC Light, you had Cheryl and Flav was going. I mean, folks, listen. When you finish this podcast, if you have not seen the video for Night of the Living Bassheads, go watch it. It is so dope. It is still dope 35, 35 years later. I promise you. Um what was the um what was the thing that um fucking Flav said on the news break? Um not gonna save for us. Oh, oh, he said, he said, Yo, he was on the phone. Man Chuck. He's like, you ain't gonna free him and you ain't gonna go see him either. <laughs> oh man. He snatched his glasses off and looked at him. Yep, Red Alert was in the video. Yep. Um, on uh, P-E-T-V. Yep. Oh, and uh, what's yeah. the name? Um, Who? Because he was just in this Red Alert and Red Alert handed yep. her the paper. Red Alert, yep, exactly. Um, exactly. But uh, the, um, you're forgetting about the... Um, the beepers, the beepers, uh, commercial. Hey, yo, oh, I'm not a drug yeah, dealer, man. <laughs> and you know what? That was very prophetic because I like the fact that they now keep in mind this video. And if my memory serves serves me correctly, this video is about five and a half minutes long. Uh, and in TV, that's a long time to have a video on. But the flip side of it is it, that um, beeper tie. Yeah, beeper ties. And, you know, back then, it was assumed that if you had a beeper, you were a drug dealer. So I like the fa- I like the way they addressed that, man. I, I love that video. Man. I love the song, but I love the video even more. Um, and maybe, next- maybe it was just oh, the ahead, fact ahead, ahead. that... It, maybe it was the fact that they just kept showing it, and it was so long. It was like... <laughs> And to your point, you're right. It, it did. Know. Chris Tucker, this is Lucy. It got <laughs> this a is lot Lucy's lunch pot. <laughs> the kids are going crazy. Yeah, it. it to your point, it it it, it got a lot of airplay. <laughs> I mean, like, it was one of the few videos at that particular time you know, that got you see the rap city and video soul and your MTV. Yeah. So and so um, it, it got around. I will say, I will also say that he had, I, and I think that was the first time I ever saw the silver Raider starter. Because everybody had the black Raider starter, but he had the yes. silver Raider starter. Yes. And I'm yes. like, oh, that's nasty. Yeah, Chuck was killing it. Chuck was killing it. Um, Then the next track, which happens to be my favorite song on the entire album, Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos. Uh, what you got on that song? Well, I'm not going to put too much on this because this is a story rhyme and it's going to appear at some okay, point on okay. this list. There and, you go. And, and, well, hold on. Where's the list? The list is over on the... Um, <laughs> Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. Uh, we're counting down the top fifty story rhymes of the dope era. We're not we're not Stan is not on there. We're not doing that shit. We're doing some dope shit. <laughs> but um um just, just in case you <laughs> just in case you came over hoping for <laughs> hoping for some Stan and and ain't having the captain. I mean, stay. Well, nah, stay. Can't make top fifty. Nah, nah, not dear shady. We're not doing that. But this song, this song is is fucking great. Mm-hmm. And you wasn't really expecting this from them, but then when you realize what this album's about, it kind of made sense. But I mean, it's a lot. It's a hey man, he popped a check. Yes, I love it. I love well, man. Well, well, now I will say this, about, and this is just this is just me, ladies and uh-huh. gentlemen. Um, I have a knack for quoting hip hop songs 
and in my everyday conversation and even when I'm by myself. (laughs) And one of the most (laughs) things I say the most (laughs) comes from the most nonsensical part of this song that I'm probably, I am, Uh I am sure that I say weekly. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) so anytime I don't, I'm confused about something or I'm Mm -hmm. wondering about something. Mm-hmm. I always say the bazooka was who? <laughs> what the bazooka was who? Who what? Who the bazooka was who? Like what the Chuck? What and are you talking about? Rescue, it was an I, I don't know. Maybe Flay wrote that bar. But ever since, ever since this song came out, when, when I was young, anytime somebody says something, I'd be like, "Wait a minute, the bazooka was who?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. I, I love this song. I love the video. Um, like I said, it's my favorite song on the album. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested also, because. Go ahead, go ahead. They got the Chuck. I got a letter from the government. First line. First line. Now, again, please understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. Um, uh, Edge of panic, mind terrorist, louder than a bomb. Can I get a witness? Show them what you got. Are bad songs, but you don't have those first line Chuck D no, choice of those. And that's listen, this this song, man. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you make a you make a good point. You make a good point. I, I I can't. It's it's not a debatable point for me. I can't I can't debate you on that. Um, and we got to we got to. We actually got this joint off one day. I forget what year it was, uh-huh. but it had to be like it had to be like ninety or something. Me and my man was chilling in the living room. <laughs> this is only for people that love hip hop and love like this album. These these songs. Mm-hmm. We was chilling and talking, and the mail came. Okay. I, I grabbed him. Man, we was talking, was rapping. And I grabbed him. Man, and I looked at I looked at the thing. I looked at the the envelope and I threw it down. I was like, suckers. <laughs> he just busted out laughing because he understood. It wasn't a letter yeah. from the government, but I did. I, right, right. I opened that envelope right. and I, I looked at suckers. it. I was like, suckers. And he was the only person that was going to get it. Nobody else was going to get that. And that's how it is sometimes, though. That's how, especially when you, when you're with your friends and, and you, you know, you both share a love for hip hop. Um, that's how you can find your people. Oh, no question, hands down. Um, but yeah, that's again my favorite song on the album. Um, <clears throat> probably, it might be my favorite PE song. Um, love that song. I liked how his math worked too. Hmm. Because it was 53. Yeah. 53 Brothers on the Run. And this song is six minutes long, which is incredibly long. Um, I wish the song, I I wish the real song would have ended like it does on the video. Oh, the video's cold. Man, the video's cold. Video's cold as hell. Damn. Love the video. Um, Then the next song after that, Security of the First World, which is more of an interlude. It's a minute and 20 seconds. Skip. This guy. <laughs> then we get to a bomb squad staple, Rebel Without a Pause. What you got on that joint? Now, this, I believe, is the best song on the album. Okay. Again, check the intro. First line yes. <laughs> the Rebel. The rhythm, the rebel. The rebel. Without a pause, I'm lowering my, my this song. This is as far as I'm concerned. I know a lot of people will point to Fight the Power as mm-hmm. the, the 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 quintessential public enemy song. I right. say this is this is public enemy. This 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 has this has Chuck killing it. It has mm-hmm. Flav on the ad libs. He don't understand this, man. You got to slow down. You losing them. And then, 
And this, you know what, you know what else, and what else, and why this is the quintessential public enemy joint? Because not only do you get the classic Chuck D first line, mm-hmm. he give you the he give it to you on the second verse. Radio suckers <laughs> never play me. On the mix, they just okay me. They just okay me. It's so fucking dope to me. Look, we was at, we was, it was, what school was that? Uh, I think it was, it had to be right when this came out. Okay. And, <laughs> and we was trying to talk to some chick and she was giving us no, no love. And I was, and I, well, not us, me. <laughs> I, you know, I, uh, look, I, I could be honest with him. We're all friends, and um, and I, you know, because you you would go and be like, "Yo, such and such over there." Like, I right, let me go over there and see what's see what's popping. And right. you go over, and she like, "Nah, no, no number or nothing." Nothing. <laughs> and I go back and like, "Yo, what happened?" I was like, "She just okayed me." <laughs> <laughs> she just okayed me. Hey man. <laughs> But everybody who understood, yeah, and then uh, and you, had, you didn't you didn't have to explain. Oh my god, man! This this brings back so many memories. Um, um, yeah, that because all that stuff really really happened. Oh yeah, and that's what that's what makes it so dope, man. Because you could have instances like that, and it, and it just takes you back, just off of here in one bar. She 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 okay me. And I don't think anybody else in hip hop has ever said radio suckers never play me on the mix. They just okay me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and what he was saying was public enemy at that time couldn't get any airplay on the radio. Even with all this, the success from your bum rushes show, they weren't going to be featured on, you know, any radio stations, you know, and, and that extends to that extends to what you were saying earlier about when people, are talking about their favorites and goats, and they don't m- mention Chuck D. It is like uh, such and such. Uh, Rock Kim cares one. What about Chuck D? He, he okay? Yeah, they just okay him. <laughs> like, nah, yeah, he okay. <laughs> Facts, thousand percent, and that's all they do. Just okay him. Um, you want to be the, a S one Griffin? Tell you, tell you when. Hey man, oh my god, I love that song. <laughs> then the next song. I'm, I think you probably skipped this. Prophets of Rage. Oh, Rebel Without a Pause is the last dope song on this album. <laughs> <laughs> the last song is basically something to dance to. <laughs> okay. And the album concludes with Party for Your Right to Fight. My friend something over to here. dance to first. This came out before something to dance to, but it might as well be something to dance to. My friend over here is not a fan of this song. Um, I, it is the one skip for me on this album. Uh, but again, I told you guys at the beginning, I had the tape. So, <clears throat> you know, by this time I've listened to, if it's 58 minutes, I didn't gave you, I mean, I, I've been here for 55. So like, I just let it play, man. It's okay. It's just okay. Yeah. You just okayed you. it, but, uh, <laughs> but nah. I look a lot. This was what was good about this album. Mm-hmm. It was so many Kool Aid and bathroom breaks. Because, <laughs> because of course we had to tape. Um, so you, so that song come on. You like, all right, well. Mom's this, I had to clean up, so let me clean up while this is on before my jam come on. And and then, like, when you get to this joint, which is the last song, you're like, well, that's the end of the tape. I could just fast forward mm-hmm. or just flip it over and rewind to the beginning of the tape. I don't exactly. need to listen to this. Exactly. You know, so. Yeah, this was, this was I think, was a throw-in. I wouldn't be surprised if the record label had them, you know, put this on. Um you know, it's okay. You know, again, it's, you know, not, I mean, when I went from tapes to CDs, this was a song that I skipped, but, um, and that, that's, that concluded, concluded the album again, 35. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about this album 30, turning 35 years old. Um, but before we get out of here, yeah, I got to ask you, man. Yes, 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 yes. 
this album mm-hmm. in many hip hop circles mm-hmm. is lauded as a and if you're watching on YouTube, I'm putting in quotation marks, classic mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, and I, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm, I, I'm I'm going off the top. I don't think that it was originally reviewed by the Source magazine. But if you were rating this album, what do you think you would have given it uh, as far as the Source rating? One to five mics in 1988, and what would you give it some 35 years later in 2023? Okay, so this is what I'm going to say. In 88, mm-hmm. 88, it's a four mic album. Okay. And twenty twenty three, we're gonna give it. Twenty twenty three, we'll give it the three and a half, four, four. You're about to say, okay, but I'm surprised. Yeah, eighty eight, definitely four. Twenty twenty three. Um, yeah, three and a half to four on the strength of the of the strong songs. Um not a five mic album, okay. but it is a classic. Classic albums do not have to be flawless to be a classic. Say that again. <laughs> it's just it's just the, the problem with saying things are classics is people who are young are using it incorrectly because they're anointing things you can't and i've said this on the podcast before say it it again you can't have there's no such thing as a modern day classic you can't have a new classic you in every walk of life a classic has been around for a while Mm -hmm. when when people talk about classic cars they're talking about the 40s and the 50s Cars, those are classics. Not a car that just came out last week. No, <clears throat> okay. you, 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 there is no electric classic car. <laughs> and this comes from a man who owns an electric car. Yes, there is <clears throat> not a classic. When they talked about classic television, they were talking about the honeymooners, and, right? And so, <clears throat> now you can you can start moving the eighty stuff into that. Now you can say say, hey, Cosby was a classic, even though people shit on him now. Or you can say that. Um, a different world was a class. You can say Facts. that, big fact. Um, but that's because they're like thirty years old. Yeah, exactly. You, you got to still, you got to still, because people are still talking about them right now. People are like, damn, they should redo it with this person, that person. They're still talking about the 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 Wayne Wayne breaking up the wedding. They're still talking <laughs> about it because it's classic. No <laughs> one's gonna be talking about. Listen. I know you love it. Mm-hmm. In 40 years, we're not going to be talking about Franklin Saint. Oh, I love that. I love it. I, love I know, but we're, in 40 years, we're not going to be talking about there's, it. There's, there's a podcast coming. There's an episode coming. In, in, in 40 years. We're, we're not even talking about WeeBay now. I... We're not maybe. talking about it like that. Maybe. Now, maybe. If, it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for the Jeff... <laughs> we probably wouldn't be talking about him at all. The GIF is all time. Yeah, that's all time. That's a classic. Right. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is you got to you gotta let things go for a you while. You got to. Because, got to. because some of the stuff that, you know, is dope right now, yeah, you, you'll talk about it maybe three years later, maybe five mm-hmm. years later. It's like, yeah, because it's still fresh in your mind. But a lot of things just because oh, – now, listen – and I'm not going to monopolize the conversation anymore. I also said this. This is also important. Mm-hmm. Just because it's old doesn't mean it's a classic. This is true. <laughs> so, so don't don't hear what I'm not saying. Just just because something came out in for eighty eighty eight don't mm-hmm. mean it's a classic. No, nope. trust me. Um, as much as Kyle want to tell me the tough crew, 
dropped, <laughs> dropped all these classics. Hey man, the tough group is tight. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just not the case. Tough crew's tight. Yeah, man. I'm, Philly like, zone. Yeah, Philly zone. Like you know, some pepper dropped the salt with a deadly pepper in '88. That's not a classic. No, no, <laughs> it's not. It just, it just isn't. Yeah, um, according, according to you, "Light as a Rock" is not a classic. And it, it's not. Uh, "Paper Thin" is a classic song. I mean, you know, but uh, "Light as a Rock" is not I mean, a classic I mean, album. I mean, we, we've discussed it. I mean, you know, "Long Live the King." Not a classic album. Oh, now you stepping but, on people's now you stepping on people's toes. But he has about four or five classic songs on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um and control volume <clears throat> one. Not really a classic album. No, no. But the but symphony it's, it, but is it's a classic. Oh, no question. And it's a favorite, you know, and, and I think you know, when we talked about it before, being able to distinguish between favorites and classics. Um, and something can't be a classic just because it's a favorite of yours. Mm-hmm. You know, just because the new Kendrick Lamar came out, dang, it ain't a classic. And I mean, like that album that you just yelled. If we're being honest, no, I said, I said, dang, Damian Lillard. I thought you said, damn, Um, it's Damian Lillard. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, there you go, Damian Lillard. Um, But yeah, man, I I think this album. If I had to score it, I probably would have given it a five back then. Of course you would have. It's probably four and a half now. It's not four and a half. For me, it is. Um, but I, I will Can admit. Can I get a witness? I, I, I like that joint, though, E. I, I'll, I'll admit, I, when it comes to this particular album, I'm extremely biased. Hmm. I just am. I mean, like, and and you guys who've followed this podcast and you've heard me and E talk about particularly the albums that have come out in 1988, I think some of these albums that we've discussed are some of the best groundbreaking, genre-shaking albums. Listen to this guy. Yeah, he's I mean... Pro- he's a professional broadcaster right now. I mean, hey, man, you know, I'm a professional, man. I'm a professional. I, I do this. But um, but you know, but everything ain't a classic. I mean, well, like we did the um, Biz Markie album. It's not a classic, but it is a dope album. And every album doesn't go. Every album is not going to be a classic just because it's like you, to your point. It was nineteen eighty eight. It's a thirty five year old album. It is a solid album. Same for you know Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince's um, parents just don't understand. And E and I, we we have more albums that we're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, I, I love this album. Um, this album is honestly still in my rotation. It is an album that I go to a lot. Um, and as a big fan of public enemy, man, I, I, I keep it going. So I would encourage all of you, if you have not heard this album, when you finish listening to this podcast, do yourself a favor, go back and listen to it. Um, download it, stream it, do whatever you got to do to it, YouTube it, whatever, um, and check it out. Um, make sure that, and he's going to tell you in just a second where you can listen to his podcast, but um, I'm interested to see where <laughs> that song um, lands on the 50, because I think you're about at, at the time of this recording, you're about at, what, 14, something like that? Yeah. Well, um... We're close. Okay. So, so yeah, I'm interested to see where that joint falls. Um, but before we get out of here, E-Man, tell folks where they can find you, where they can hit you up on the social, where they can find your podcast. Plural. Um, <laughs> um, let's, oh, before, what, before I, before I tell you guys that, another thing about Cold Lamp with Flavor. Uh-oh. <laughs> what makes us, the No More Music by the Suckers, that was um, Mr. Magic dissing Public Enemy, and they were just that replaying. I did not know. Yeah, that was that was him, and that's why he was like, "Yo, what you mean by suckers, man?" I don't know. That's just that's just that's just so dope that that was just that was actually Mr. Magic dissing him. Um. Anyway, um, you can you can catch me on the podcast uh, circuit. 
Encyclopedia Hip Hop, mm-hmm. um, and the Eclectic Discussion Podcast. Um, Encyclopedia HH on Twitter. Um, Eclectic Podcast on Twitter. At Eclectic on Twitter. At One Gotta Go on Twitter. Um, oh, also on Instagram. So they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're also on Instagram. So listen, you'll, you'll find me. Um, the podcasts are all evergreen. So the hip hop podcast, we're talking about stuff that happened pre 97. So we got stuff dedicated to the women of hip hop, stuff dedicated to the stories. We got some battle stuff. We got some, um, where samples came from stuff. We got drafts with me and Kyle, I'm King of the South. There's a lot of things going on. And um, so ain't the damn King of no damn South, man. One hundred percent King. He ain't lived he, lived he ain't lived in the South since he graduated from Grambling. Where everybody is somebody. So oh my God. Um, God. if you if you if you want to come check me out, come check me out. And um and we'll we'll kick it. We'll kick it. It's funny, man. I, I saw a lady at the grocery store the other day, and she had a Grambling t-shirt. She had a Grambling t-shirt on, and I said, hey, I said, I like that. She was like, yeah, she was like, I went to Grambling. I was like, I said, yeah, where everybody's somebody. She was like, you know it. That's right. I was like, I ain't even tell I went to Southwest. Let me get on. Mm. Like, let me go over here and get my grapes and get the hell out of here. You should have said, G-S-U. I thought you knew. Bitch. Nah, well, she she was a little older than us, so she would have hit it. She would have hit it for you. It. Think she would have? And the, the fucking produce section, <laughs> right by the <laughs> bell peppers. <laughs> anyway, man, y'all know where to find me. Um, the Twelve Kyle Podcast drops every Thursday at midnight on every DSP that you can find. Uh, also on YouTube. If thank you for watching this video, will be on YouTube as well. Um, uh, and from time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sunday. So make sure that you download, subscribe. Make sure you tell a friend. Uh, hit us up if you feel so inclined. If you got a couple of dollars, uh, hit me up on Cash App. Pay, pay your boy. Send, send your boy a couple of dollars. Um, I got kids in college. Uh, dollar sign T W E L V E K Y L E. Um, that's going to do it for us. So again, man, um, for my boy Eclectic, I am your boy 12 Kyle. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. 35 years later, right here on the 12 Kyle Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. 5G.